This episode of Rebecca Enchanted is brought to you by FTM Travel. FTM Travel has earned the distinction of being named a Disney earmarked agency with a dedicated team that is ready to help you with all of your Disney destination dreams. From Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, and Aulani in Hawaii, let our agents turn your vacation dreams into your dream vacation. There is never any fee for our services. They are complimentary when you book your vacation through us. Visit our website at www.ftmtravel.com. So that's F as in fairy, T as in trip, M as in mother. Again, that's www.ftmtravel.com. Or email us at info at ftmtravel.com. Be sure to mention that you heard about us on the Rebecca Enchanted podcast. Thank you for joining me for episode two of Rebecca Enchanted. I'm Rebecca Mitchell, your fairy pod mother. Thank you for your overwhelming support from the first episode, and I look forward to just bringing you more Disney content on a weekly basis. As a reminder, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Rebecca Enchanted. I look forward to chatting with you there. This episode is going to go over Magic Kingdom, the attractions there, as well as the best uses of your Fast Passes there. Magic Kingdom has over 30 attractions, and that's not including the character meet and greets that you can do there. So there's really a lot to do. If you have the availability to take two days there, that would be fantastic. Um, If not, we'll get you in good shape so that you're prepared and that you know, kind of have a plan of attack when you're going there. My basic rule of thumb for all of the parks is to get there early, get there prior to park opening. So if the park opens at 9 and you're staying on site, you want to get there around, you know, 8, 8.15 to make sure that you're there in time for the park opening because they do usually open a little bit early, not super early, but at Magic Kingdom, they'll let you in as far as uh, about the castle. So you can do the shops on Main Street, grab a little bite to eat, and then see the welcome show when you're there. So I really recommend getting there early because although it seems like when you get there early there's a lot of people the weights don't really build up until about you know an hour and a half or two hours into the day so you can really accomplish a lot in that first hour to two hours I think the best way to talk about Magic Kingdom is just to go geographically around the park. I will talk about each of the lands and the rides and I will mention fast pass recommendations as I talk about it, but then I'll also summarize those fast passes at the end because I know it's a lot of information to take in. 
Magic Kingdom is known as a hub and spoke park. So when you go down Main Street, you hit the castle area, and that's known as the hub. And then there are spokes that go off to each of the lands. So once you go down Main Street, the first spoke to the right is Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland is home to Space Mountain, which is the big headlining ride in Tomorrowland. It has a 44-inch height requirement, so it's one of, you know, the, the bigger rides for the bigger, you know, the bigger kids, if you will, because it is more of a thrill ride. It's all indoors, and it's all dark. Uh, it's great. It's one of my best memories from going when I was a kid. Uh, it's, it's a really fun ride. It is one I recommend for a fast pass because the weight does build up throughout the day there. So if you can't hit it first thing in the morning, definitely try for a fast pass for it. Some of the other great rides in Tomorrowland are Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin, and that is a fun game, or excuse me, ride where you're shooting lasers at targets, and it's real fun to compete with whoever you're riding with. And then there's Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, which is a super fun, interactive um, show where there's a lot of audience participation. It's funny. It's different every time. So you'll really, your whole family would really enjoy that. And then some honorable mentions in Tomorrowland are the Tomorrowland Transit Authority or People Mover, some people call it. So that goes up above Tomorrowland uh, and it's, it's open, but you go through, you go through Space Mountain, you go through some of the rides and that's really fun. It's really, I like doing it at night because you get a good view of the castle, especially when it's lit up. It, it's a nice relaxing ride to kind of take a break from everything. And then one of our other favorites in Tomorrowland is the Carousel of Progress. And that is originally from the World's Fair. So it is, I want to say, maybe a little dated and maybe a little bit cheesy. In fact, the first time my son and I went on it, we were like, what are we watching? What is this even? But it's such a great memory for us now. And we can't, like, we won't miss it when we go because we really love it that much. And it's a nice way to take a break from the heat or the sun or if it's raining it's a nice way to just get out and take a little rest and then also in Tomorrowland is Astro Orbiter so that's up above it's it's uh, you know it's a ride that goes around and around but it's up above so that's another one I recommend at night because you get a really great view of everything that one does kind of build a long wait so just check the app continually and see uh, what the wait is and if you want to wait that long and then one of the last rides in Tomorrowland is the Tomorrowland Speedway. So that's where you can drive cars kind of around a track. Um, it's the old cars that go kind of slow. And I, my opinion on it, and let's just take it for what it's worth, but I think that it's not worth the time spent waiting or doing it. It There's just a lot of other rides there. So unless it's really important to your family, it's, I think, one that you can skip if you don't have a ton of time there. And of course, everybody's mileage will vary on Tomorrowland Speedway, but that's just, in my experience, it just kind of takes a big chunk of time when there's so many other things that you can do there. Leaving Tomorrowland and heading counterclockwise, you'll start heading into Fantasyland. And part of Fantasyland is Storybook Circus. So that's kind of your first stop. Um, it's back a little bit. So it's kind of your first stop from Tomorrowland. And that has the Barnstormer, which is a smaller roller coaster with a 35-inch height requirement. 
that is a really good first test coaster, I think. If you're not sure if your child is going to be into the roller coasters, that's a good one to test them on and see how they react to that. Uh, a lot of kids really, really like that. That's a fun one. It might not be the best for older kids, but like I said, it's a good tryout coaster. And then back in Storybook Circus is also where you'll find the Dumbo Ride, the iconic Dumbo Ride. One of the things that's really great about that is when you're waiting, they'll give you a buzzer, kind of like a restaurant, and there is a play area for kids. So they're able to sit there and play while you're waiting to go on Dumbo. And uh, as I said, it's, it's kind of an iconic ride, so it's great to do that. It's great pictures, it's great memories, and it gives you a beautiful view of the park. As you leave Storybook Circus, you'll be heading into the rest of Fantasyland, and the big headliner there is Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which is a really, really, really popular ride, so I definitely recommend that you get a fast pass for that one to save yourself a lot of time in line. It does have a long wait pretty much all day long. So that has a 38-inch height requirement. It's known as a family coaster, and it's great for all ages, really cute, really well done, super, super, super fun. One of the other rides in Fantasyland that has a long wait most of the day is Peter Pan's flight. So that's a really good use also of a fast pass because that line doesn't die down much throughout the day. And it's, it's a really iconic ride, um, one of the originals, and you go over the, the story of Peter Pan and you're on a pirate ship. It does not have a height requirement, but it's really great for all ages. Also in Fantasyland, you'll find Enchanted Tales with Belle, which is a really unique experience. It's not a ride. You'll go into a room and they will tell the story of Beauty and the Beast, but it's a small group. So they do a great job of making sure that kids and kids at heart that want to participate in the story are given parts. And at the end, they'll be able to meet with Belle and have their picture taken. And that's the only place at Magic Kingdom that you can have your picture taken with Belle um, during a regular day at Magic Kingdom. So it's a really different experience, but my so a lot of my clients have come away saying that that was just their favorite. That was their family's favorite because their kids love being a part of the story and participating in it. So I highly recommend that one. That is a good use of a fast pass, um, depending obviously on what your family's, you know, priorities are, but it is a good use of a fast pass also. Rounding out the rest of Fantasyland will be Under the Sea, The Journey of the Little Mermaid, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, It's a Small World, The Mad Tea Party, which are the teacups, Prince Charming's Regal Carousel, and then Mickey's Magic. So of those I mentioned, none of those have height requirements, which is why Fantasyland is a huge draw for families with small children because there's so many things to do there. There's among those rides I've mentioned, there's also many characters that you can meet there. That's where you can meet the princesses, and then there are other characters kind of roaming around. So there's so much to do there, and that's why I recommend uh, tackling Fantasyland first thing when you get there, if you get there at park opening. Just go ahead and get as much done there as you can uh, before the crowds really start to build up there. As you're leaving Fantasyland and heading towards Liberty Square, 
you'll find the tangled restroom area and you'll see Rapunzel's tower in the back and there are new bathrooms. They're nice. It's a great meeting area for our family because it's kind of central. And also that's where you'll find some charging stations. So they have some shaded seats where you can use their chargers. Although I do highly recommend bringing your own portable charger because you're paying enough to be there. You'll want to, you know, spend your day not sitting there for your phone to charge. But that's a great area, a little rest area too. So just wanted to mention that on top of, you know, I usually don't talk about bathrooms as attractions, but that's kind of a, a special bathroom area. In Liberty Square, you'll find Haunted Mansion, which does not have a height requirement, but you might want to kind of prepare little ones because it's not, well, nothing's jumping out at you and it's not scary like that. It does sometimes scare little ones because it's ghosts and it's dark and that kind of thing. So you'll really want to gauge, uh, your, you know, how your kids feel about that type of thing before you commit to going on that ride. Also in Liberty Square is the Hall of Presidents. I sometimes jokingly refer to that as the Hall of Naps because it's a nice place to get out of the sun and you get a little break. And I, I recommend that for midday when, you know, the crowds are all around and you want a little bit of a break from that. While you're in Liberty Square, you can get on the Liberty Square Riverboat and take a nice ride. It's about a little more than 15 minutes around the rivers of America. And it's just a really nice leisurely boat ride that um, is good for all ages. As you're leaving Liberty Square and heading towards Frontierland, you'll run into Adventureland off to the left. And that's where you'll find Pirates of the Caribbean, which is an iconic Disney World ride. It has no height requirement, so that's good for all ages. And then also you'll find the Jungle Cruise where they, they, the skippers will tell jokes as you go along. And it's really neat because they do an overlay for that one for the holidays. It's called the Jingle Cruise. And it's just a good, wholesome family ride uh, with no height requirement. And then the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. So that's one of my favorite movies growing up. So I love going up there. You you know, you climb up the stairs and go up to the treehouse. That's so a replica of, of the treehouse from the movie. And I like to do that at night because you get a really great view of the castle. And then also in Adventureland, you'll find the Magic Carpets of Aladdin, which is similar to Dumbo. It goes around. Kids really like it. The camels will spit uh, water at you just a little bit, so it's not that big of a deal. And then also that's where you'll find the Enchanted Tiki Room. And that's another good one to take a break midday and get out of the sun. You'll go into the Enchanted Tiki Room and listen to the little birds sing to you. It's really fun. It's a classic, classic Disney World uh, attraction. And then we get to Frontierland, and that's got Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, which is a roller coaster with a 40-inch height requirement. Very popular, does have a long wait most of the time, but you can catch it sometimes without a long wait. And also, it's a good one for your extra fast passes. Sometimes those will be available same day. And also over in Frontierland is Splash Mountain, which also has a 40-inch height requirement. You will get wet on that, not always, but go ahead and plan for it. So that's nice on a hot day or not so nice on a cooler day. But, um, you know, and I've been on it and gotten a couple of drops of water on me or I have also gotten soaked on it. So that's up to your family to decide when you want to do that during the day. If you get fast passes for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and Splash Mountain, I uh, recommend doing those 
right, you know, within an hour of each other, like you book one right after the other because they're right by each other and you're not running around heading to another ride. And then also in Frontierland is the Country Bear Jamboree, which is another one of my quirky favorites. And it's a good one to get out of the heat and the crowds. So I recommend that for midday. And it is just a good old fashioned good time. And I'll leave it at that because I want you to just go in and enjoy it without any sort of expectations. <laughs> Okay, so that pretty much does it for the attractions at Magic Kingdom. There are a few, of course, that I didn't mention along the way. And I didn't really get into the character meet and greets because that's something I, I'm going to go over in another episode. There's just so many I want, you know, I didn't feel want to feel like this episode had too much information. So I will do a separate episode about the characters at Magic Kingdom. So I do want to summarize what I recommend for fast passes uh, based on the wait times. So if you're doing two days, this is how I would do my fast passes. I would do Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Peter Pan, and Space Mountain in one day. And then the next day I would do Big Thunder Mountain and then also Splash Mountain. And then I would also get another one for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And the reasoning behind that is, is if your family wants to ride that a second time, it's great to have a fast pass for that. And if you don't want to ride it, you, so let's say you ride it the first day and you, you know, change your mind, you're not going to want to ride it a second time. It's easy to modify it. So it's going to be easier to modify it and change it to something else than it would be to go ahead and try and get one same day or, you know, within a few days, because that one does, um, you know, quote unquote, sell out. And there's just not a lot of availability for that one uh, within the same day or within a few days. You know, you may catch it here or there, but for the most part, I would not count on that. And then some good extra fast passes once you've used your first three up. Buzz Lightyear is a really great one to use your extra fast pass on. Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, Enchanted Tales with Belle, Winnie the Pooh. Those are good ones to keep your eye out for uh, as you're adding your extra fast passes one at a time once you have used up your pre-booked fast passes. And then quickly, I did want to mention that there's an attraction that goes around the entire park, and that's the Walt Disney World Railroad. And that will go from Main Street to Frontierland to the Storybook Circus area. So there are stations in each of those places. I like to use it uh, in the, the middle of the day to go from wherever I'm at, either Frontierland or back in Fantasyland, the Storybook Circus area, and head back to Main Street to watch the Festival of Fantasy Parade. I like to watch that from the second floor of the train station on Main Street. But use that train. It's a ride, but it's also a good way to get from place to place and save yourself a little bit of walking. That's going to do it for this episode of Rebecca Enchanted. I hope you enjoyed learning about the Magic Kingdom. Next week, I will talk about Epcot and the attractions and fast passes there. And again, you can find me at Rebecca Enchanted on Facebook and Instagram. And I would love to hear from you and also get your feedback on other episodes, other things you'd like to hear about. Thank you. See you real soon.